Okay. It's been a long time. It's been uh, probably like 18 months since I've actually shared. You know, I've been through an awful lot. I've been through a lot of stuff in my family, and uh, many of you know, and some of you don't know. And so, you know, last year both my parents went home to be with the Lord, and my mom eventually did pass away in April of last year. I still get people asking me about that. And uh, I'm doing just, just dandy. And so um, with a lot of prayer and stuff, she knew the Lord, so I know she's, she's uh, dancing and just, yeah. And um, anyhow, uh, it's been, it, it's been uh, very intense for me. So I've kind of been kind of standing back from being terribly involved with the pathetic or whatever you know that I was doing. Spring, and it was really exciting. I got a lot of people that are really interested, just to let me know it's still on my heart. But once uh, my father passed in January of last year, and then in April my mom passed, and then at that point I just could not I could pull it out of myself to just get into ministry. So I said, I'm just going to minister to myself you know, for a while. So I did. I ate a lot of fried chicken. Anyway, um, <laughs> that will do it. All right. Yeah. So um, tonight, I just feel like you know, at the beginning of the week, I felt like the Lord was saying that we're going to have some fun tonight, and it's really going to touch people. It's going to be really powerful to uh, expect that, and uh, the title of this message is called Take It to the Lord in Prayer, and so that's why we were singing that, Take It to the Lord in Prayer, and um, I just started, um, this morning I was just praying, I said, well, Lord, what's going on, what's, gonna, what's going on with people, you know, and you've been giving me some information about why, you know, why are you giving me this information, and so then he just started telling me, well, what's, what's happening here, and I feel like God's going to do some amazing things for you guys. It's really going to be touching your hearts deep inside. And, um, and so he just started giving me some uh, uh, words of knowledge, I guess. I guess they're words of knowledge. And I feel like he was telling me that there are people here that are feeling really disconnected um, from the Lord, really disconnected and distant, or you might feel like you're not being heard, like the Lord is not listening to you. Before I heard the term, the heavens are like brass. I never understood what that means, but all I know is that there was a brass ceiling and I was trying to pray at it, it would bounce back. So, the heavens are like brass. Um, so another thoughts that are going to my mind about some, some of you are, are mad or you're disappointed, upset with the Lord, or you're afraid um, to come to Him. And there's some of you here that might even start wondering if you're even saved. That even some uh, veterans of the Lord, because it's been really hard, really tough. 
you might, that might be thinking that you want to leave church, or you feel like there's no future, there's a lot of loss of inspiration, uh, you're feeling, feeling lonely and isolated, even in marriage, even in some of your marriages you feel lonely and isolated. <laughs> Or for whatever reason, you feel like you can't connect with him at all. Or that he doesn't even care. These are some of the things that the Lord was, was showing. And then some of you feel like there's just a huge gulf. You're in a fog. And you've done all that you can. You've prayed, you've worshipped, you've, you, you've given of yourself. But it still feels like the Lord is distant. He's not there. And so, um, so, the, and I felt like the Lord was just telling me, you know, where is some of this coming from? Of course, there's a million reasons why. But I think that these were just some, some just a few of the specifics that he was telling me about. And, um, I don't know, um, Impossible situations, I think that there might be someone here that might be dealing with very feelings like things are really impossible and that if something doesn't happen fast, your goose is cooked. You've pulled out the goose. You've been ready to try to cloud it. Cook this goose. Impossible situations. Like it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm right at the brink. I'm right at the edge. I've been at the edge for a long time, but now I'm really, really up against a wall. Something better happen. God better come through. Six family members have lost 
actually that's not true. Um, I lost a cousin last year in the summer, and I just had a phone call that another cousin passed away this last week, and a friend. So there's just a, a, a lot, and a lot of us going through these kinds of things, it's just one thing after another. People are thinking, how in the world do all that loss can build this time? I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you the secret. <laughs>
somehow solve the bonding relationship with God. And I started feeling that I felt like it was getting loosened. I feel like the Lord is showing me right now that you know, there's going to probably be some physical ailments as well. Um, I was just kind of seeing like um, people just kind of hunched over in pain. It's on their backs. It's that tension. It's just tension that's built up. And it's just got, it has to just hunched over. That's, that's what it feels like in the spirit. You know, but, you know, I always like to quote Jack Roger Marx. He said, like, home is where you hang your head. <laughs> and you're hanging your head a lot because you're just so overwhelmed, you know. But I also feel too, as I was praying about this, that, um, that the enemy is working really, really hard to, um, to disable us in this uh, time in history. And we are, I feel like, at a historical juncture. And there's going to be very powerful things coming, very amazing. We're on the cusp, things are already happening. And the war is coming, and the Lord wants to prepare us. He says, I want you to be prepared like the five virgins that have that oil. I want you, I want your flasks to be full. And um, yeah, like he's saying, I want your flasks to be full. Not wait till the last minute to get filled up. Right now is the time to get filled up. But whatever. And so it's really like our, our oil flasks are plugged up, has a plug on it. You have to put a plug on the flask so it doesn't spill over. But what's happening is the plug is the things that I was mentioning. We need to unstopper. We need to remove the stopper so that the oil can come in. And then, ooh,
is not bad. He's not bad at you. He's not bad at you. You might have been falling again and again and again. I'm telling you, he's not mad at you. He's not mad at you. He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed. He's not disappointed with you. And he's telling, telling you, come back. I want you to come to me. Talk to me. In Hebrews 4, it says... Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now is the time that you need it. Go and get it. Just go get it. Go get the grace and go get the mercy. That's the promise. And the Lord is, is saying, you know, I want you to come to me, stand before me. Because if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us. That he's faithful and righteous to forgive us. Now we've already been saved, sanctified, justified. And some of us just don't believe that we're forgiven. We still need to walk and learn to to receive that, to, to live in that. But he says that he's faithful and righteous to forgive. He's faithful. So, if you have made a mistake, if you're in trouble for whatever reason, he's saying, I'm faithful and righteous. To just, I'm always faithful and righteous just to accept you, and to cover you, and to bring you in, and to, whoa, to clean you up, man. Who pardons all your iniquities? Who 
heals all your diseases. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Yeah, alright. How far? Can somebody tell me how many miles is it from the east to the west? How many, how, how many miles? It just goes on forever. And ever and ever and ever. As far as the pieces from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. They're gone. That's how far away he's removed them from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He's mindful and mind of Christ Jesus. There were times, you know, remember I had this situation and um, some of you know about it, some and I had this mobile home that I was trying to sell in my box. Mobile home. A couple years ago. And I just couldn't sell it. I was having to pay $650 a month. And I went to home. And just felt like I was going to go bad. Everything was, I just kept praying and praying. And I didn't see any place that God was going to come through. That he didn't want to come through. For whatever reason, it just seemed like they had to harass over the situation. It was impossible. And I just kept bringing it to the Lord. I just kept bringing it to Him. So there were times when the Lord would just come to me and hear, you know, I love you. He goes, Oh, I love you so much, my son. I said, Sell him alone. says, 
that's, that's illegal. We're going to look at your other records if you don't mind. And they said, oh no, we will, uh, what we'll do is we'll pay him the lost sale. So they paid me for the lost sale, plus all the extra rent that I paid. And then on top of that, And to top it all off, I didn't have to pay the uh, real estate agent his commission because they paid it. <laughs> so, guess what happened? He sold the mobile. <laughs> I bought I was unabashed. And since all that darn thing, he said, okay, this is but I was going to be fun. And he made it fun. It was cool. <laughs> oh my God, I'm glad to get rid of that thing. <laughs> but you know what's really funny is he even delayed, I feel like we delayed the sale as well because he put a skunk underneath it. So the place stuck. <laughs> Nobody wanted to buy it. <laughs> So it was the Lord's sin, the Lord made the sky of his Turn into a blessing. <laughs> so he's aware of our needs and he's aware of the emergency situation. He really is. And in his timing, he's going to work it out. This is where he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Oof. He is a rewarder of those that seek him. And so that's why I just kind of stuck it in there. I just stuck in there because he was going to reward. He was going to reward that faithfulness. I just come in and just say, you know what, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take it, I'm going to take it. I don't know, I, you know, it's like, I'm going to be obnoxious about it, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah, good night. Good Hebrews 11. <laughs> First Peter uh, 5. Uh, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. I got exalted at the proper time, man. I felt so good. I was high as a kite. Passing all our anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the party pooper, calls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour and to rain on your parade. <laughs> That's right. So the Lord knows what's going on. He does, you know. And, you know, there's, there's times, you know, uh, I, I feel like I'm always living on the edge. And, um, you know, with... Uh, I have my own business and I do website design and my channels. I do. Sometimes till 6 o'clock in, in the evening because I'm so busy. And, um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> in my jammies. That's right. My fluffy bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like I'm living on the edge, and I feel like, you know what, I don't have much savings or anything like that. And then the large needs to come through, I need, I need more, I need to have, I need to build up my nest egg or whatever. Send me the lottery numbers or something. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting, my mom, when she was, uh, she was slowly fading away in the hospital. I, I actually was talked to her, I had long talks with her, because she was kind of semi-comatose, or I guess she was a coma, I don't know what. But she had her eyes open, so I figured she's listening. So I just I just talked and talked and talked, and I said, Mom, you're going to be going home to be with Jesus. And you go, you know me, you know me, your son, right? When we, we live together, I remember one time all we, we had was like, so I know, Mom, that you know that I know what it, how terrible it is to be poor. So it's going to be the lottery numbers when you're out there. <laughs> I, I was serious. I really was serious. And I asked her several times. So after my mother went, I actually slept with a notepad next to my bed with a pencil. And she still hasn't sent me those numbers. She still hasn't sent them to me. And I've been saying, Lord, I said, you know, I need help, Mom. I need help here. Do something or whatever. But in the Lord's time and His wisdom will provide. And He will rescue in His timing and His way, whatever way that might be. And... Uh, what was really kind of interesting in December, uh, things were getting really kind of, uh, business was really slow, I think, for some of you, your business for yourself, you probably saw that. And, um, and it was kind of serious. And so uh, I just said, Lord, you know, um, show me a sign for And so uh, it's just to overflowing. 
But the thing is that for the Lord to provide this way is more fun. I don't know, it's just, it's exhilarating. In hindsight. But we know what It's exhilarating in hindsight. But you know, five billion years from now, I can look back at this time and say, you know what, it was not a boring one. The Lord is always near, and it's impossible for Him to not be omnipresent. You feel that He's away, far, far away. It's impossible for Him. That would not be God. He would be violating his own character to be distant from him. I'm going to read it. Some of us feel like we're hiding from the Lord, and we're just, 
dead, you know, I was convinced there were monsters in the room, so I would cover myself with a blanket. So I'm sure that the monster knew that I was under that <laughs> So there's no, we, we have no blankets. Nothing. It's all in there. So it's impossible for him to not be omnipresent. So I want you to repeat after me.
relating to, I mean, he's always in a party mood, always ready to welcome us in, to embrace us and to hold us. He's calling to you, no matter if you've been bad, if you've been sad or glad, if you've been bad, if you've been terrible, if you've been whatever it is, if you're miserable, you're in a party mood and he wants to bring peace and joy into your life. Peace and joy into your life. Yeah. And also, there is nothing that is impossible to him at all, whatever the situation that you're in. And um, I, I really feel I want to emphasize it again that nothing is impossible. I know that some of you are really, really desperate. And he's saying, I'm desperately in love with you. And I, I've got it all worked out. All worked out. All worked out. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. It may not work out exactly the way you thought it might work out, but something's going to work out. You're not going to drop dead. And if you did, well, you'd actually drop alive. You will drop. You'll drop up. So some of the things that I want you to, to do to encourage you to change, to get out of the funk, to, to defunk yourself. In first John it just says, you know, walk in the light just as he's in the light. In other words, to be honest with the Lord. Just to come to him and be honest with every single thing, everything that you're feeling, whatever it is if you're mad, or whatever it is if you're doing something weird, talk to him about the weirdness. If you if you have a journal, tell me you're like a, let's say you're really weird. Talk to him about it. You're doing something that might be you're totally ashamed of. You know, and you just think, oh my God, if the world found out, that would be the enemy. Bring it to him and talk to him about it. I want you. It's just really amazing. And so, I've been ministering for years and years. Silence so before. Um, I had broken backgrounds and stuff. I said, you know what? The most important thing you can do is to be honest with the Lord. You can be honest with Him. You are a courageous person, and I bless you. I bless you for your courage. It's awesome. You are stronger, stronger than the mightiest people in the world that cannot open their mouths and confess anything to the Lord. Since that is a brave and awesome thing that you've done. Why? Because when you do that, it's like the comfort and the blessing and the joy of the Lord comes. Always will come. Always, 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 always will come to you. Always. There will always be restoration. Always. Always welcoming. Always. Never any condemnation. Never. 
of the things that I do if I, what I've done also sometimes is uh, uh, I would journal it, my secret journal, password on it. serious to do this. I really have to answer. Write a letter to that. Write. Type, 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 type all this time. Type all the parts. I want. That's going to be your homework. Right? So for some of you that are really dark, dark stuff, I want you to experiment and do this. Just go and journal. My network with the password. You can also journal and trace it. Journal it, type it all out, type it, I don't care how deep and dark it goes, just do it. Say, Lord, these are the things I'm involved in, whatever. And I receive your love, and I receive your I receive your frustration. And you are going to be surprised that that thing is going to lose power. It's going to start to deflate power. And why? It's because you've let the Lord in, and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And there's freedom. There's freedom in the presence of the Lord. There's freedom and joy in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Take time, you know, tell people. That, I mean, um, uh, confess. Uh, if you have friends that you want to talk to, go ahead and talk to them. If you feel like you need to object to them. Or go and talk to a counselor. So, you should see a counselor and I'd be telling them all my deepest, darkest stuff. Or whatever. And, but what's really kind of cool when you confess, um, when you're opening up to the Lord, is releasing. Or if you're opening up to friends and stuff like that, and they're there loving you, you're experiencing the love of God right there. You're experiencing what it means to be absolved and to continue to be accepted. Because we're, we're all, we're all love. Every single one of us. And you should be careful also to whom you confess to, just to make sure that they're mature and that they can understand. Right? So you want to go and start confessing trouble.
that's my appointment with the Lord for a deeper step, or daily, or in the morning, or whatever it is. If you have to do that, go ahead and schedule some time. As time goes on, it'll become natural. And you'll find that you're communing with the Lord all day long. But there are times when you really do need to take a retreat and you need to take, take a step back and just go somewhere. Just get away from the phone, get away from all the pressures and make a decision about whether I'm not going to take my phone, I'm not going to take my messages, I'm not going to take my work with me, I'm just going to go up and lollygag at the beach and drive a stick for eight hours. And take a nap. One of the things that I like to do is, um, so just, uh, what I, I love to point out to you, um, Cartwright's National Beach. Um, I like going up there, I go to Abbott's Lagoon, the Ventura Beach, or something like that. And I like to go to the Bovine um, Bakery. And play Point Reyes. And they have these balloons that are this big, this big, that tall, that wide. It's like this big giant. So I'll go and get my stone. Drag a stick and eat myself. Play it out. It takes that long to eat it. It's the beach. It's
time and time again um, when uh, business was, was low and stuff like that. But I just don't, you know, I'm not embarrassed to ask, to keep on asking for prayer. You know, okay, I've been in ministry for how long? For 30 years or something like that, you know, and I'm still, some, there's a part of my brain that doesn't get it. It's just there's a disconnect, you know, so, so I just need to connect with somebody else and thank God that I'm, I'm not self-sufficient. Because then I'd be a robot. I'm not a robot. And um, so I ask the people for prayer. And so I've been through this crisis again and again and again and again. I know some of us have been through a crisis again and again and again. And I can pray again and again. I ask people, pray for my business because business is slow. Please, you know, a five-second prayer for me will, will really help. I respond very well to prayer, just to let, just to let you know. So if you want a testimony of a miracle, pray for me. <laughs>
rest of it I gave to the Lord. I gave it to him. And so this blessing thing with the Lord is that is he's to bear every single thing. It's like you were not meant to be my savior. Your husband was not meant to be your savior, and your wife was not meant to be your savior at. <laughs> That's where we made all our misery, not from the city red part. When we go to the creature for all our answers, that's where we go wrong. That's where things begin to fall apart because the world isn't perfect. You know, my friends, my most caring friends, you know, aren't going to be perfect and understand everything, every nuance. They might get sick and tired listening to me. They're over my grief before I'm over my grief. <laughs> I'm over your grief too. <laughs> but um, but the Lord, He doesn't get over it. You know, He He's He's able to continue to um, um, to endure it. Um, you see where there's a scripture. Um, um, In Isaiah, it says, Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power to the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. The young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who hope their hope in their husband will renew their strength. Those who put their hope in their money will renew their Those who over their real estate. No, and the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not be faint.
listen to worship. Listen to worship tapes. Sometimes we need to snap ourselves out. We are all drifters. We tend to drift. We just do. On Mae West, she said, I was still white until I drifted. <laughs> Sometimes you need to exercise a little bit, a little bit, be proactive and get get up off of your get up off of that plane. Dance till you feel better. Yes. Sometimes we just need to snap ourselves out of it.
you shine? Why are you teaching me? Why are you telling me? What, what is this telling me? Am I supposed to do something with it or what? What should I do? What should I do? Watch TV. I do. <laughs> take a chill pill?
this is going to be like the, the forgiveness, the forgiveness reminder and the blessings reminder, alright? So I want you to get close together because you're going to lay hands on the person to your left and put your hand on the person to your left. Okay, everybody.